0: Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. Russia has launched its long-anticipated offensive in the eastern Donbass region power has been cut off in many areas and residents have been urged to flee. Moscow says it's begun a new stage of what it calls its special operation and attacks have been reported across a wide front. Ukrainian armed forces say Russian troops are trying to establish full control over the Donetsk and Luhansk regions and maintain a land corridor with Crimea. Ukraine's president Volodymyr Zelensky says they will keep fighting no matter what. We can can assess now that the Russian troops have begun the battle for Donbass, for which they have been preparing for a long time. A very large part of the Russian army is now concentrated on this offensive, no matter how many of the Russian troops are driven there, we will be fighting. At a news briefing, Russia's Defence Ministry spokesman Igor Konoshenkov gave details of Russian military action overnight. The Russian armed forces continue the special military operation in Ukraine. During the night, high-precision air-based missiles of the Russian aerospace forces suppress 13 strongholds of the Ukrainian troops. In the words of President Putin, liberating the region known as the Donbass was one of the main reasons for starting the war. In the way are some of the best trained, best equipped and most resolute forces Ukraine has, but they are now surrounded on three sides. The BBC's defence correspondent Jonathan Beale and cameraman Barney Mitchell have spent the last two weeks in the region. They've been on the front lines of Russia's invasion. We entered Severodonets to reach a shelter due to be visited by the Red Cross but the thump of artillery was coming closer and closer. We had to leave the city of Sovratonetsk. You just heard an explosion in the distance here. There is intense shelling going on in the city at the moment. There are plumes of black smoke rising as a result of Russian artillery. We have heard Ukrainian artillery going the other way too, but this city is now clearly in Russia's sights. The former commander of UK Joint Forces Command, General Sir Richard Barons, told the BBC Ukraine could have some success against the renewed Russian offensive. The Ukrainians should be very confident if they're in well-prepared defensive positions, and and they have been in some of them now for eight years, that they should see off a Russian force that is three to five times um, larger historically but the challenge here is going to be if the Russians force them out of those prepared positions. Inside Russia itself, the offensive is being reported as a new and significant phase of the so-called special military operation. Jenny Hill is in Moscow. For Vladimir Putin, this was never simply about Ukraine. It was about challenging the West and its security architecture. And all of that leads us to a couple of really significant and unanswerable questions. What will Vladimir Putin do next if His troops managed to take the Donbass region, but perhaps more importantly, what will he do if they don't? to Mariupol, the besieged coastal city in the south, where Ukraine says separatist fighters supported by Russian forces are trying to storm an industrial complex where the city's last defenders have been holding out alongside hundreds of civilians. The Ukrainians want international help to arrange safe passage for those civilians hiding in bunkers and tunnels at the Azov-style steelworks. Our correspondent Dan Johnson is in Ukraine. Russian special forces are reported to be storming Mariupol's Azov-style steelworks, where Ukrainian soldiers have been holding out. Another deadline's been set for them to surrender so Russia can complete its takeover of the city and link up with its forces from Crimea. Meanwhile, Ukrainian authorities say more than 200 children have been killed in the conflict. The actual number is likely to be far higher, as it's not possible to establish an accurate number while fighting continues in Ukrainian cities. The United Nations estimates that as many as two-thirds of all children in the country have been displaced because of the fighting. Yugita Lumaya has been talking to families caught up in the fighting and reports on the impact the war has been having on the children. Ilya. Appears to be a protective older brother to his two year old sister Anastasia. He tells us what it was like when the war started. It was so hard to get through the nights. We were afraid a shell would hit us at any moment, he said. Even here, I can't escape the feeling that the war is still all around us. I dream about my family being killed or taken hostage by the Russians. I wake up in cold sweat. Those are the latest developments on day 55 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.